Welcome to the Influency Podcast. I'm Hadar, your host, and today we are going to hear success stories. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of the Influency Podcast. Today, I'm super thrilled to have you here because today I'm going to share with you an interview that I conducted with a few of my favorite people in this world and those people are my students, my dear students, and they are going to share with you their English journey, where they used to be and where they are today and there is quite a difference. And they're going to share with you what they've done to reach that place of freedom and confidence and success and all their accomplishments thanks to that shift and change in their English and approach to English. And also they're going to share where they were and the limitations and the things that held them back and what they did to let go of those limitations. So this is such an inspiring episode. And it's not just me telling you this because I'm not objective, obviously, but people who heard them speak kept sharing how inspiring it was and motivating. And I think that you deserve to hear that too. And this is why I'm sharing it here. Once you listen to this episode, I would love for you to come back to me and share with me what you feel about this and about their stories. You can find me on Instagram at hadar.accentsway. And yeah, and tell me what you think. So thank you for being here. And I can't wait to share with you today's episode. So let's listen. Welcome, Tomas. Hello, hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm fine. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. It's a life opportunity for me. It's a very precious time for me. I think it will be a great occasion to talk to you. For I think I, well, it's very mutual. And it's your first live on Instagram? Yeah, yeah. Right? It's the first one. <laughs> I'm challenging my students. <laughs> But I am excited because it is something that I, it is my take out from, from your course. You shouldn't be afraid, rather you should be excited when, it's pub, when uh, speaking publicly. You know, this is so important what you're saying. So I'm going to translate it into like different words because you weren't clear, but because I actually think it goes really deep what you just said, because... Yes, you turned like the fear into excitement, but it's not even that. It's really, when we think about it, an emotion, right, that is associated with doing something new. It's like maybe you feel your heartbeats and like the blood is streaming down your body and you're like feeling this agitation or nervous energy. And we are so used to interpreting it as fear or nervous energy, right? Like. But what if we just agree that it's an emotion that happens when something is coming and we can interpret it differently, like you just did, saying, you know, it's not nervous energy, I'm excited. So a lot of times we can take that nervous energy and actually decide that we're seeing it as excitement again. So 
Yeah, and that excitement uh, helps a lot because it makes me more focused, more sharp. A hundred percent. Exactly. Like when you have that good energy, then you're like, you know, you're ready to go. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, of course. My name is uh, Tomasz. I am from Poland. Uh, I am uh, pretty, uh, pretty advanced. Uh, I am a spring, spring chicken anymore, as I like to see about myself, because I am 63. And, uh, but uh, English is my hobby. It's not a must. It is not because of some professional reasons or some, uh, some duties. It's a hobby, partially. And I am wearing two hats because I am uh, owner and artisan in a stained glass studio. And second profession is that I am dealing with real estate because I am evaluating the real market worth of, of real estates. So these two professions may see as a divided and completely different, but it is very interesting that sometimes they are very close to each other because clients from one profession it turns out to be the same as the in the other profession. <laughs> so interesting. Really? Like, first of all, yes. And I also think that we're all multi-passionate and we have all these different things that we love doing. And the fact that you have these two passions, I think, is just an indication of the fact that it's possible these days, you know, and you can even have more because we're no longer at live in this era where you only have to do one thing, you know, the, the thing that you studied and that's it. You do it for the rest of your life. Plus, I have a few things to ask you about real estate, but we'll keep it for next time. I am I, perceiving myself as a, as a lucky, as a lucky man, because I love what I do. So it's not a work, it's like a pleasure, rather. And I think that not many people can say about uh, their work like me. So 100%. I am fortunate. So fortunate. And I think that we can only always pursue something that we love doing. And even if we're doing something that takes up the majority of our time, there is always an outlet. Like, for example, you know, English for a lot of people or being a part of the community is an outlet that, it, that they're very passionate about, even if they don't need it for something very specific. And I think this is definitely something that I see in our community. So why don't you... Tell me how your English journey has started. It started uh, when I was uh, 10 years old. <laughs> and it was very typical because I was attending some lessons, uh, classical lessons, when I was taught uh, how, to, how to read, how to, how to spell. And uh, it was almost without talking. So it was very... A very typical grammar, uh, vocabulary, and some tenses, and uh, it was uh, not very effective. It, it was typical case. I think all of us were in the same uh, in the same position, and I then I was continuing my uh, learning by myself by reading a lot, and I I was reading. Uh, mostly books which interested me, of course, sci-fi, 
and uh, George Orwell. It was it was crazy. It was crazy joy for me when in Poland we had we had martial law imposed by communists, uh, and I was able to read 1984 at that time. Wow! <laughs> so uh, it was for me. Uh, it was the takeaway for for English, and then. And then I was using English from time to time, and then out of the blue, I was in Scotland, and I was alone without any anyone. So I was exposed to English almost all the time. It was more than a week, and after that week, I noticed that being exposed uh, for so uh, at all the time without uh, occasion to speak in my native language. I progressed a lot, and uh, even though I, that I was exposed to the mixture of Scottish and Irish English, and it was very difficult to comprehend uh, at the beginning, but then uh, step by, by step, I was able to comprehend it, and I thought it would be a pity to to lose uh, that progress, and I started to search for occasions uh, how to go on, how to progress even more. And uh, I was uh, searching for on the internet, and I was the, my beginnings were uh, trials with uh, applications uh, which were based on artificial intelligence. They were cognizing uh, my my speech, and but it wasn't a joy. They weren't uh, operating very efficiently. So then uh, I uh, I found uh, teacher American teacher. She she was organizing a fluency breakthrough challenge. It was on Instagram, and it was my first occasion to use uh, public media, social media for learning English. And I am very grateful to her because of her I made my first video and published it on. on Amazing! The web. <laughs> Amazing! <laughs> It was so really see, like how one thing, one opportunity, you know, what it can lead and like it gives you the possibilities. Did you hesitate before saying yes to that? Yeah, yeah, a lot because I was I was very anxious if I should uh, show up uh, myself publicly and you can mm -hmm. see that my name of my account is not my real name but like a uh, invented name because yeah. I was afraid, and it is the remains of, of this of this uh, <laughs> situation. Not anymore, though, right? Like not yeah, anymore. Yeah. And then when I found you, because of my uh, continuing uh, searching uh, for the ideal teacher, I found you, and I, I and I uh, thought that's it. But my one doubt was. It is an American English, and I was all my life I was learning uh, British English. But after uh, some uh, time, I, I thought to myself, my British English is not a British one, but because it is really Polish English rather than American or British. So it would be better, I think, if I had started uh, for uh, from the scratch and uh, start producing. Uh, the sounds uh, properly, it would be easier for me to learn from the beginning completely new things than correct my wrong British uh, pronunciation. So I decided to join you and 
I am very, very satisfied and grateful that because of that decision, it was life-changing, I think. And on this Instagram, on this account, I have two movies. One was recorded just after this first Fluency Breakthrough Challenge and next two years later. And... Uh, everyone can see the the difference. So oh, amazing! I'm gonna see it. I didn't see it. I know you from now, but and I remember in the beginning. But it's nice to have that, you know, to to look at these two videos to see the differences and the, the and the journey. Yeah, and and I I decided to leave that movies as a as a step stones of my journey, and uh -huh. next. Next movie will be, uh, I think, maybe soon, sooner than in two years. Because my progress, I, I feel my progress. And it's, it's, a, it's a joy when I am reading out loud something. And out of the blue, uh, sounds are going properly. Uh, and this, uh, this uh, connected speech starts to, to also go and play. And that's amazing that I can hear myself when these sounds are uh, going uh, spontaneously, properly. And that's, that's the big reward of your, after your course. For both of us, for both of us, it's a big reward when it just happens and you're like, oh, was, was that a TH that just came out of my mouth? Or the R, or like, was that, it felt effortless. Was it clear? And all of a sudden you're like, yeah, it was clear. So yes, that's a huge achievement. And I have to point out that one of the things that attributed to this result that you're experiencing is your utter commitment and diligent practice and showing up when you could. And also what I loved is that you had spaces and, and times where you're like, I need some time off, right? Like I need to take a break. And then you came back. It wasn't like, oh, I fell off track too late I can't you're like no I know I can do it I just need like to get the rust off right and then you went back so can you talk a little bit about this process this commitment habit building for those who feel like they can't stay on track or they don't know how to get these results yeah indeed the foundation of progress of any progress is consistency and in my case it is like that that I I would like to to do as, as little as 15 minutes of speaking every day. And it is my uh, basic point of, of day. But uh, the beginning is the, is the sprint. It's your training. Uh, sprint is, is a connection of pronunciation exercises, grammar, vocabulary, connected speech, and uh, some tonio twister and the warm-up of, of our uh, apparatus of our, of our mouth. And it's a foundation. Sometimes when I have no time, sprint is the only, is the only exercise. But I feel that uh, if, I, if I do uh, only the sprint daily, I wouldn't be deteriorated in my English. Mm, so it keeps you on track. Listen... <laughs> You know how I came up with the sprints? I was doing this, well, I've been thinking about this idea of a very effective drill every day, but then I was working out. I started training physically, and it was a functional training where you do something for three minutes, and then you do cardio, and then you do weights, and then you do, I'm like, why can't we have that for speech, right? Like, why can't we have something super effective that you do for a little time, and then it keeps your body in shape? 
and I think what you're saying now is like this idea of maintenance is is great because people forget that when we don't use the language it deteriorates because we're not using the muscles we're not using the parts in the brain that we need to use and it's totally okay it doesn't mean that you know you're not talented or like that's it it's gone forever it's just that you need to maintain it and this is like what you're saying now is great because you experience that right yeah yeah and uh, if i add some more exercises uh, after some time after a month or, or two months because it doesn't come uh, at uh, at a moment i can see uh, progress and but uh, but it is like that that i have to be consistent i have to do some exercises every day because if i make even a short break i can see that the next day is uh, slightly harder and if i am if i am uh, doing that every day the the same the same phrases the same words starts to begin uh, very easy and smooth and uh, i was surprised uh, that uh, it comes uh, without noticing and it's again uh, the this compound effect when you when you go uh, many many times after some time uh, you would notice that there is a progress and some sometimes you wouldn't notice because you are still uh, not satisfied with your level of speaking but the community and this is the second second uh, strong point the community someone from the from your peers from your students will tell you oh you have progressed and i even though that i am not noticing that somebody else is able to notice that uh, i am better than i was uh, sometimes ago and that's again a, a very good uh, thing to have a supportive community people who can uh, comment your way and people who can who can support you because yeah. sometimes it is like that that we are overwhelmed we are working too hard i had such a moments uh, for example that for two months i was doing live videos uh, on your platform every day without any stop and after these two months uh, i was a little overwhelmed it was obvious but for me it was it was saddening that i cannot go third month but I, I was listen we know our boundaries like it's not like there is no should or shouldn't I love that you were connected to yourself and you're like wait overwhelmed ciao and and you explained it you also you know you conveyed it to the community and and yeah so go ahead sorry yeah, and and somebody somebody told me that I I shouldn't be so hard to me I shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be so uh, going live for third month it is it is possible to make a little break and it will be uh, for me refreshing and i would be stronger after that break and i remember that i asked you also in one of our workshop about that because i had doubt because if i was doing these exercises every day every day was a little easier my first life i was uh, all wet i was sweating from the emotion 
but, <laughs> but then each one life was easier easier and then i was able to do it without any preparation without thinking about it and it was amazing it was beautiful but then i was afraid what would be if i if i stopped if i stopped for a one day two days week would it be very uh, bad for me but you assured me that sometimes it is it is good to make a break because we need that uh, perspective we need the distance sometimes to to ourselves yes as long as your intention is towards this is like a long journey i'm not leaving i'm just resting mm -hmm. I think, especially when it comes to pronunciation, by the way, allowing things to sink in. I mean, sometimes when you're not actively doing things, it doesn't mean that your brain is not processing information. It doesn't mean that your brain is not, you know, working in the background still, you know, all the hard work that you've done. And sometimes to actually like to go, 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 go without allowing things to sink in, it's actually counterproductive. And you'll advance less than when you recognize your impulses and you're like, wait, I need to take a break because some, something is signaling to you, I need to tone down. Also, especially introverts, right? Like when you're exposing yourself or when you're outgoing and you're going out there, the only way for you to recharge is not by making more videos, but it's actually like kind of like going inside. And it, like for me, for example, I'm a total introvert. I love lives and I love interacting with people. And I can go, you know, my recent live had 3,500 people in it. But afterwards, I need like time for myself. I need quiet. That's how I recharge. So I think that recognizing that because I believe that English practice should be, you should be a part of a community, right? Like I think English is not meant to be learned alone. I see like what you're saying now that results come faster when you're a part of a group, a part of a gang, of a team that supports you and holds you accountable. But at the same time, a lot of people, especially introverts, are afraid to do that because they're like, what if I don't, you know, I don't feel comfortable or I don't. It's like you got to find a way to balance it uh, like you did. Now, for those who don't know, Tomas was first in Accent Makeover, then he joined Beyond which is our English practice community. And then he joined New Sound, my recent program. And the community we're talking about is the community first in the programs and also in Beyond. And a lot of times they kind of like overlap, obviously. Thomas, I have a question for you. Yeah. Recently, we got this question from someone who was interested in the course. And he said, I'm 65 and I think it's too late for me to do anything about my English. And do you think that this is going to work for me? Because he doesn't believe that it's possible. So what would you tell that person or anyone, whether they're like 27, 36, 41, or 65, what would you tell them about capability and age and language? I think this, it's a perfect occasion to, uh, to train brain and to, uh, to stay active and uh, learning English in my case. That's my recipe for, for aging, I think, that learning English could be a perfect activity for brain, for our brain, training our brain and making it flexible like a fitness for our mind. And 
it was told by by doctors that, that we should exercise our brain we should wash our teeth with left hand and then with right hand we should change our uh, route to to our work or to our home because if we are too uh, too uh, connected with our habits our mind stops uh, be using stops to be to, to working and we we have to activate our brain and i think that learning english is a perfect opportunity it's much much better than solving uh, crosswords for example silly <laughs> really logical puzzles and memorizing uh, things uh, activating our brain is a perfect opportunity and uh, the second uh, thing it was told that only children could on or, or youngsters yeah. could learn english but it was proved uh, i read somewhere in scientific research that it is not it is not a case of uh, age but it is case it is it depends on the on the motivation and depends on on the time uh, committed to this activity and when you are uh, 65 you are retired you have plenty of time and you can commit it to some uh, precious uh, exercises and i think it's a connection of of this uh, time uh, magazine of time and the, the opportunity to train mind is a great uh, thing and amazing and not not to talk about the fact that you start creating all these relationships you know that never hurt anyone when you're a part of a community and you're using english to connect so it's not just about the brain it's really and i absolutely agree with you by the way and and i also think that it's you know we're such habitual creatures and that's the same with with relationships like when i think about it my best friends are from you know high school college maybe work like the first 20 30 years of my life and then you get to a point where it's harder to make new friends right and i think that's the social skill is also a skill that we need to develop and it's good for us and i think that in these communities and settings you're actually exercising that as well it's like an emotional skill in addition to all the brain work that you do by the way i wanted to say about time and uh, i think that uh, the paradox is that we had lately this quarantine time this period the special the strange time and i think that regarding english learning or language learning if it hadn't been imposed it should be it should have been invented because it was the perfect opportunity to to learn sitting in home for a long time and being absorbed with this activity was a the best honestly yeah i've never seen like the year between march 2020 and i think until april may 2021 my students have never been so freaking diligent and yeah. everyone was online i absolutely agree i think it was really good for english yeah it's good for english yeah <laughs> the pandemic and, and now it is more and more difficult to to be so active to to commit so much time while working so it's a pity for me that that this time would never return <laughs> fortunately i think but... we need to invent like you said we need to invent those like pockets of time where we're disconnected and we're just like doing our thing 
Thomas, what was the moment where you said to yourself, huh, it worked? Can you talk about a defining moment maybe that you've experienced recently? I'm not trying to suggest any specific memory, but maybe I'm talking about something that you shared where there was a moment where you said to yourself, I realize the compound effect now. Can you share it with us? Yeah, yeah. There were two such a cases uh, lately. Uh, one was the wedding of my son, a party wedding, and uh, one of the guests was a, was a woman. She was a diplomat from Belgium, and she was speaking uh, American English perfectly. And I, by duty, given by my wife was to take care of her because uh, she was only one speaking uh, English person there and I had to, uh, to accompany, accompany her and I was two days I was talking with her uh, about many many things many topics and I was able to, uh, to fill in this time perfectly and I had occasion to move such a lot of topics and it was the time when I realized I am not a very talkative person in my native language. I am rather reserved but in English I am completely different and I think that this English activity uh, caused that I, my character has changed. Interesting. I am able to talk about many many things, many topics and uh, that that was great and i was understood i could i was comprehended i was talking with her as i was as as if she was my native even better because i was more open and english was uh, because the character of language the english is is that it is more direct it is easier to establish a, a relationship yeah because of the nature of the of the of the language. it's so beautiful what you're saying really like i haven't heard that story but i'm really moved by this because yes like first of all it's very direct it's very outgoing your experience of managing a lot of casual talks gave you this freedom in the language and i agree that you know they say that people who are bilingual they have two different facets of their personality. And I definitely feel that when I compare Hebrew and English, and now you can say like to reach a level where you're actually, not only that I feel like myself in English, I actually have a new self, like a new identity that I love and I feel connected and actually helps me get things that I'm unable to get or feel or achieve in my native language because of cultural differences or because of habit or, so beautiful. Thank you for sharing this. Okay, so that was the first moment. And the second moment was uh, out of the blue, a phone, called, a phone call and uh, somebody on the other hand uh, side uh, calls me uh, and uh, he speaks in American English and it was a, a future client from the States and uh, I was able to uh, communicate with him uh, pretty good, I think, and I was uh, asking uh, detailed questions, and uh, the conversation was was pretty advanced. And uh, I don't know why, but I think that maybe because of that, that we have uh, we had established a very good relation, uh, uh, good rapport, and. Uh, 
the commission was established and he commissioned a, a big a big work for for our studio and then we uh, we contacted and uh, some uh, stained glass panels uh, from the synagogue in arizona wow <laughs> just yeah that's a big deal yeah yeah and it was it was funny it was a synagogue uh, windows and in arizona in the states who would have thought right like five years ago would you have imagined that one day you would you know create glass for a synagogue in arizona and you know it was for me even funny funnier thing because i could i could feel that he is not uh, 100% natural American because mm -hmm. I, I could hear uh, some uh, sounds which weren't 100% American. And then it turned out that he was Russian uh, and he, uh, when he was five years old, he migrated to US. And I could hear... Mm -hmm. that, uh, wow. Uh, and it, I was amazed that I could hear that slight, very, very little difference. Uh, and it was also because of the chorus, because I could, I could recognize when somebody speaks and if he speaks beautifully, I am amazed. And I can, the, 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 the biggest uh, thing I, uh, I, for me is that I can hear myself and I get, I could autocorrect myself because I can hear mm. him speaking with errors and uh, maybe now I am speaking with errors. Uh, for sure I am speaking for errors, but... Let's reframe the word errors because it's not errors. You're speaking clearly and fluently and so did he, but it's just maybe deviation from the standard, right? Like the yeah. way we learn, like the optimized, optimized production of sounds. But no, but I totally agree. Like being able to recognize and to hear it is the work. It's like a huge part of the work that you've done, you know, so well. So I can, I own the teacher now, probably, but uh, to be, to recognize uh, this difference, not a, it's not a 100% uh, thing because the most, the second most precious uh, thing uh, was uh, from that course of you that I had a path. You know, I had the vision mm -hmm. what I should do uh, because my before my actions, my exercises were very chaotic, and uh, we as a learners are bombarded with tons of materials, YouTube videos, uh, some exercises, and uh, we are going from one uh, to another and we are searching for the best opportunities. And after some times, we catch ourselves that our main activity is searching for something, not learning, yeah. exercising. And having such a path, such a perspective, it's, I think, very important not to lose time, not to go somewhere, not to be distracted by other possibilities. You can go straight. Mm -hmm. and... Amen to that. Like having, having your target, having a path, understanding, you know, what you're trying to do and doing it. And when it gets hard, because it does get hard to keep your eyes on the goal, on the target and keep doing because keep going that down that path. And, you know, those who join New Sound, there is like a very clear path, so detailed to the level of how much time you need to invest every day and what exactly to do. But like you have that and you got to trust it 
and give it a chance until you feel the change because, you know, it gets the hardest right before change. And usually people quit when it gets really, really hard and they lose faith and they're like, this is not going to work for me. And what you said, they get distracted and they're like, okay, I'm going to look for something else. I'm going to try something else or, you know, or they give up. And the thing is, is that when you hit that, you know, when you have that feeling of almost despair, like this is not working for me, keep going, right? Like that's what I always tell my students, stay with the content, stay with the schedule. I promise that you'll see results. We, we talk about building habits. So it's not just about the commitment and the willingness. It's also the structure, the, the infrastructure of showing up every day, which you have so beautifully created, I think, for yourself. Thomas, what is one piece of advice that you would give people who are still struggling and they are where you were two years ago before posting that first video? First of all, be consistent and find your path and do uh, something uh, even 10 or 15 minutes every day. Be connected with uh, with language and try to immerse in uh, language Try to listen as much as possible. I, I am listening to podcasts uh, a lot, to radio. But uh, the most transforming exercise for me was uh, creating uh, videos. And uh, these videos uh, were, at, at first, they were offline. But the most effective way of, of training, it needs, I know it needs a breakthrough, were live videos. Because when you are going live, you are stressed and you are, uh, at that moment, you are exposed uh, to people uh, like you were, uh, you were uh, talking to somebody and it's a real situation. Yeah. You are it simulate the stress that you might experience speaking with real people and you don't have that luxury of re-recording again and again and again. So recording videos is great to build that confidence, I agree. And then when you're live, when you get stuck, you have to maneuver and like work yourself out of it. And that is the beauty of the work that we do, like being able to manage a situation that is not expected. And in my situation, it was crazy when I discovered that words which I uh, should have known, uh, like useful, for example, very simple word, I couldn't use that word being life. And I mm. discovered this situation, noting these words and uh, filling the gaps in my vocabulary because uh, I had I have a very rich passive vocabulary. It, it is a result of intense reading, and the paradox was that this rich vocabulary obstructed my speaking because I was trying constantly to use that fancy words and I wasn't able. And yeah. during live videos, I learned how to manage that. To use simple words uh, to make uh, some description instead of using uh, these uh, words, and it was only possible because of being exposed live in the situation, and I was able to to notice my lacks and uh, learn how to tackle with that uh, uh, with that lacks, and it was because of the lives. And as I said before, initially it was hard as a hell. But then, uh, gradually, it would be uh, 
easier and easier. I love it. This is so motivating and inspiring. And like for everyone who have not yet used the power of video to improve fluency, whether it's influency community, our free community, or in one of my programs, we definitely encourage people to do it and give them a safe platform to do so. In Beyond, we did the 30-day live challenge where you have to show up live every day. I think if you haven't been convinced just yet, I think after what Thomas just said, like, that's it. It's free. It's in like you're with your phone anyway, 20, 27, right? 20 hours a, a day. Why not make it the best tool to improve your fluency, confidence, communication skills, and definitely English in general. And what you said about the gap, the paradox of, you know, I, I know a lot of words, therefore I know English, but hey, I actually can't use them. This is the most debilitating experience in English. And I think this is what gets people who are super intelligent and they're using English and reading and writing. And they're so afraid to speak because they're afraid to be um, found as a fraud because they know English well, but they're afraid that people are going to discover that their English is not that good. And it's simply because of the gap. And that gap, like what we do... What I do in my YouTube videos and in the community, it's like to minimize that gap. That's all we need to do. That's the focus. And how we do that, like with a very clear strategy in sprints. So, <laughs> all right, Thomas, thank you so, so much for these so val invaluable tips and for showing up here and sharing your experience and stories. Thank you for having me here because it was a lifetime occasion for me being with you for so long time and being exposed to life and it was another another test for me. It was another step stone. Check. Check. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Next one go live on national television. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, you know, our next meeting is going to be live when I come visit Poland or Europe. Oh, or, yeah, yeah, we do we do our beyond meetup sometime at somewhere, some point in the world. Yes. <laughs> All right. So Tomasz, thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, Tomasz.